Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme. Now today I'm going to talk about a subject that could come under a number of headings and could be termed in a number of ways and I'll talk about it in terms of how the the thought process started and I this has grown over the week due to the influence of a number of things but I'm going to talk about mental health I'm not going to talk about mental health from a professional point of view because I do not consider myself to be a mental health professional I do not have a certificate or I do not have a qualification in treating or discussing mental health. So I suppose a little caveat before we start is this is purely my own thought processes and is a result of my life experience, I suppose. So please don't take this as the right way forward. However, I strongly believe that some of the things I'm going to discuss in the next in the next few minutes are as true as it is possible to be in our current state of knowing. If I can use that phrase in terms of how we, how we understand how mental health works in a, in a practical way. And one of the things that stimulated this thought process was that coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have uh, an interview with the highly educated and extremely knowledgeable sports psychologist, Dan Abraham. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to pin Dan down to discuss some of his amazing work. So that's coming up shortly. And Dan's performance psychology and sports psychology has a strong link to mental health. Um, I personally believe that many things, it's helpful to view many things on a continuum. And if we take the the subject of mental health and we also look at the look at the continuum that's associated with this, you could, and I has I emphasize the word could, you could look at it that at one end of the continuum. And we could say the bottom end or the challenged end is the end where people are feel or are diagnosed as mentally ill or are seriously limited, are suicidal or are not well psychologically and are, for example, struggling to function are medically having some input and do not feel that they can cope with 
whatever it is that their life is throwing at them. At the other end of the spectrum or the continuum is the individual who is functioning at a very high level. And as an example, this may be someone who is performing at a very high level in their occupation. It may obviously or may not be in a sporting arena. So somebody who is performing extremely well and is, to coin a phrase, at the top of their game will have likely, again, I emphasize that word, likely have a very healthy psychological state, although that is no guarantee. There are plenty of people in all kinds of arenas, and that may be show business or sport, who are at the top of their game as far as everybody who watches them or is a supporter of them or a fan of them is concerned. But once the lights go out, once the door is shut, then those people are a shadow of what they appear to be when they are on show. So I make no you know, uh, assumptions about anything here, and I'm just using these in a, as examples. So that may be a continuum. And one of the reasons that that continuum came to my mind this week was because we were having a conversation with a player about progress, stroke lack of progress, and we were aiming to get this player to be at a different level than they were currently performing at. And in essence, I felt very much that this was an impossible task. And the reason I thought it was an impossible task was because the time frame that was allocated to create the differences from where they currently were to where they and the establishment wanted them to be was insufficient to allow those changes to occur. And they're in performance, in psychology, there is a, a phrase that says that, that goes something along the lines of you can't get there from there. And essentially what that means is, is that the gap between where you are or the person currently is to where they want to be is too large and too big to bridge, certainly within a certain time limit. And I don't know how you feel, but how many of us have experienced that in our life. And if you are an achiever, if you are a goal setter, if you are someone who sets high standards for yourself and you've got things out there that you're looking to achieve, it's highly likely, especially in the 21st century that we live, that you often set goals because of the current psychological literature that's out there that encourages dreams, that encourages big goals and says, you know, you've got to dream big and you can achieve anything and we are all ultimately powerful and we can do whatever we want. So we set goals and then life comes along and what we find is that we haven't hit the targets we've hit. And often that process and that result creates a negative psychological state because essentially we can't get there from there. So if you are a, <clears throat> let's say, a young academy footballer 
who is, you know, on the just achieved, um, let's just say that you've achieved forms to sign for your for your club on professional terms or schoolboy terms, if you like, or had a, had a you know initial contract for two years as a as a schoolboy, as a as, as a sixteen to eighteen year old, whichever you want to call it. Um, to say that you want to establish establish yourself with, within the club's first team in playing with um, you know twenty to thirty five year olds on a regular basis and holding your own is probably a bridge too far. Now, it depends who you are, it depends where you are, and there are numerous examples of people who've done that, you know, in the world of football. Let's just pick one out and let's say that's Wayne Rooney. However, a bridge too far is not a goal that you might set that says, well, it's certainly a feasible and reasonable outcome if I establish myself within the second year of these two years as someone who is part of the squad and is named as a substitute for the majority of the season and actually plays six games out of the whole season. That would not be an unreasonable and <laughs> a goal that, that, that sets a target that is possibly achievable. Now, that is just an example and only you know in your environment whether you're setting goals for yourself or you're setting goals for your team or your players or the people under your jurisdiction that you that you encourage, you facilitate, you coach. Only you know what that reason is. And yes, there is lots of literature out there that says the only problem with human beings is not that we set our goals too high, it's that we set them too low. And that's a very, a very inspiring and reasonable quotation. And I can't remember for the life of me who said that. But I think it needs to be taken in context and it needs to be taken in terms of duration because it's it's okay to set a goal to say, do you know what, in five years' time, I want to have established a business, I want to have established a culture, I want to have established X, Y, or Z. And in the next five years, I'm going to absolutely thrill myself and enjoy myself and put my heart and soul into achieving that. And you can obviously add the specifics of, of that outcome to to make it to make it more reasonable but to say that you were going to you know achieve getting to the moon if i can use that as a as a wild example in the next 6 months that may be definitely a bridge too far and the link from that to psychological health or mental health is is clear really is that that feeling of i'm no good that feeling of i've failed or i'm a failure or what will they think of me because I have failed, I have not achieved what I wanted or what I th- said I was going to do, or more more accurately probably, what they think I should do. Therefore, my self-worth is on the floor and I feel a failure. And a few weeks ago, I posted or reposted, should I say, a an article um, about a footballer in Scotland who was by all to all to you know to all reasonable people was doing very well was in a in a a profession that many people 
strive to achieve and, and was doing well, but in his own mind was a failure. And by his own admittance and his own wonderful story, attempted to take his own life. And by the fate or the good fortune, the, you know, a tragic end was, was avoided. And the link between the power of they and the people in the, sometimes people call it the peanut gallery and what will they think, the power of the others in terms of their effect on us and what we are expected to do is highly linked to the concept of, well, we can't get there from there. And it's also highly linked to our own personal journey because ultimately it's actually not about anybody else. It's totally about ourselves. And that goes for children too. Now, what I'm not saying here is if you are a responsible adult, then yes, it is absolutely in the welfare role and the welfare regulation and guidance that we guide our minors or our under 18s in the correct way so they are happy, healthy and safe. What it doesn't say is that we should control their desires and what it is they want to become because we are all, as as Joseph Campbell puts it, on our own heroic journey and only ourselves, only the person who looks back at you from the looking glass knows what that journey is. It won't take you long if you decide to embark upon a little study and listen to people, whether that's a parent or listen to a teacher or a coach or even somebody who's running an organisation to find pretty quickly people who are often called helicopters, people who hover as a helicopter does above other people and determine and control what it is they think and what it is they do and what it is they become. And ultimately that will result in, I'll use the word failure because we are all on our own hero's journey. It's a unique journey. And as Maslow, you know, one of the absolute forefathers of of psychology put it, it's a journey of self-actualization. And the key bit of that word is self. It is about what we individually, just the one person desire and what that one person wants to become. It, It certainly isn't about fitting in. And I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that I've spent so many years or so many days or so many weeks or so many months of so many years when it's all added up doing not what necessarily I want to do, but often what I thought was the right thing to do. And I have to have to say that certainly as I've got older, that that influence, and I think this is quite a common thing, that influence has certainly got less and less and until now I, I do follow my heart much more than I, I ever used to. It's not a question of a decision almost. It's something that I have to do in order to be happy. And I am not, I decided quite a long time ago that one thing I wasn't going to do was to to ignore or avoid the stimuli within me, the calling that was in me, the, the desires that were naturally in me to follow my heart and do the things that made me feel happy, that made me realize that this is what, gives me the most joy and therefore by definition 
makes me the best person that I can be at this particular moment in time, which by definition is it is me giving the absolute maximum to to the world that I'm in and the environment that I'm in and the people that I'm around. And it's it is actually a journey because it's not possible to to for it to be anything else. Because the only you know, as any 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 giant of of psychological literature will tell you the only power we have is now. And I don't claim to understand that fully. I claim to understand it as far as I understand it. And the only time I have now is while I'm recording this podcast. And in this moment, I can do anything. I can actually switch the button off and stop recording the podcast or I can carry on. When I finish the podcast, that moment will be free for me to do whatever I want. And the same for you. So as you are doing now, you may be driving your car. You could choose to do anything you like. You may be sitting at home with a family member. You can choose to do anything you like. So your only power is ultimately now. And so it is a moment to moment thing. It, this 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 journey is not something that we can say, oh, I'm going to set this goal and um, it'll be all right when I get there. It's all about the moment to moment baby steps. And that is a real a real key thing and George Leonard's mastery book that I covered in an earlier podcast talks about it eloquently that it is those plateaus of where we're doing moment by moment by moment by moment that self-improvement that practice in that four or five percent incremental challenge that sweet spot where we put in that focus we put in that deep work and we do it week after week after week after week and it's that little coat of paint on top of a coat of paint on top of a coat of varnish on top of something else that creates that ultimately strong uh, depth something with a great foundation that's solid that can't be destroyed easily and gives you that confidence and enables you to be recognized not because it's all about ego recognition But you'll just be recognized anyway, because if you follow that path and you become one of those individuals who does self-actualize to a high degree and becomes the person that that you can become, you will be an inspiration to the people around you. You just won't be able to help it. And it it is not about trying to become that so that you can get the ego food, although that's what our, our egos tell us we want. It's actually about just doing the work that makes us happy. And as a natural result of that, the consequence will be that you will be an inspiration and you will be in a in highly likely a, a small percentage of people that are are changers, are inspirers, are are uplifters and facilitators. And as a coach or a leader or a manager, as um Gandhi said, you have to be the change. So you can't you can't be the inspirer, the great coach, the great leader, the great manager, and get people to engage in this teleological goal setting process uh, of of moment to moment achievement and, and practice if you do not have that in your own life. Now, it doesn't obviously have to be in the same arena. So if you're bringing on swimmers, you're a swimming coach or you're a business coach, then you don't have to be a swimmer. You might have that particular aspect in something completely different. You know, you might want to achieve being an excellent skydiver or fly an aeroplane. I don't know what it is, but 
the process has to be within you if you want to be that facilitator that or that inspirer. So it's 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 being able to go from moment to moment and take those baby steps so that we can go along on this journey and and achieve that little success after little success which builds and builds and builds and builds because that's the way that nature does everything you know nature doesn't doesn't bring an animal into the world and then within 3 days the the baby elephant is able to to look after itself it is a process and it goes from birth to death and it's a dependent and it's all relative you know if it's if it's an insect that's got a life cycle of 2 days then the process will obviously be a lot shorter in terms of its actual time but I'm sure you understand what I'm trying to say. So it's up to us to try and bring that baby step moment to moment, realistic. Um, yes, I can get there from there. And yes, you can get there from there into the into the, the psychological component of success. And I think it's up to us, especially when we work with young people, to really bring that home and help them to offset the challenges that may be society, may be their contemporaries, may be the people at home, or maybe social media, whatever it is, the demands that that's placed upon them. Maybe you can be the one that actually puts that all into perspective so that their mental health, their status is a happy one. They're in a status of happy achievement and I'm sure that's a good way of of putting it. Yes, I'm really happy with where I am, but I'm striving for more. I'm not sitting on my laurels doing nothing. I'm 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 accepting of where I am right now, but I've got that little drive inside me that won't go away. It might be a massive you might call it a massive drive, but it's the thing that pushes us on. And it's about the balance between the those two. And that's when you when you know where you are. And there's there's an awful lot of a literature that says that finding that is a is a constant process of of being off track and on track and they talk about a a missile when it's fired from its origin and it's going towards its target it's off target and then it's brought back on if it has an onboard board computer it's off target and then it's brought back on it's it's off target and it and it's on it's like your your gps system in your car if you like it's off target and then it's on and according to the literature that I've read, a missile on the way from its origin to its target is off target 90% of the time. But the key thing is what? The key thing is that at the, at the end, it, it achieves what it wants to achieve. It will hit the target. And that very much is a great analogy for, for us, really, in the fact that we will often feel that we are off target. And I think if we listen to how we feel, we know whether we're a little bit off target or we're we're way off target. And it's it's okay to be off target. It's human to be off target. So if we can understand that, and if that's the only thing we can get over to the to the people we care for and the people we look after, that it is okay to be off target. It's okay to have realistic goals. It's okay to reset your goals, and it's okay not to achieve what you set out to achieve in the first place. You know, um, another phrase that comes to mind is aim for the eagle, bag the pheasant, but don't eat crow. You know, aim for the stars. If you don't hit the stars, you'll get to the moon, you know, but if you don't eat, only 
aimed for something that's three foot in the air, well, you're certainly not, not going to hit the moon. I'm sure you get what I'm talking about. So let's just help those people in our, in our lives and we can make a little bit of a contribution to their, to their confidence, to their psyche, to their mental health. And um, we can help them to become the people they want to be and at the same time to actually enjoy the journey. I hope that's been a little bit of help. Um, and um, if you want to catch me, it's www.robriles.co.uk or catch me on LinkedIn. And um, as always, appreciate you listening. Great to have you along. Catch you again. Bye-bye.